On nights out together, Matt and I have drunk about a hundred gallons of beer. We worked it out once, on a night out. It's like the third friend in our relationship. So, what would happen if I gave up alcohol for a year? Welcome to Wet and Dry Podcast, a podcast about sobriety, male drinking culture, midlife crisis, and friendship. I'm Jeff, and 15 days ago, in the middle of dry January, I turned 40. Instead of having 30 days off drink, I've decided to have a whole year dry. And I'm Matt, and I'm definitely wet. Which is one of the best things I've ever said. So we are, I think we should probably say where we are actually. It does sound like we're recording this in a... Garage. In a, in a car park somewhere. <laughs> but we are actually in our spiritual home, which is probably the right place for me to be at this time, and maybe not you. We're recording this around the back of uh, local, the Rosen Crown. And I think actually pretty much this table is where you and I first came out for a drink. Yep, about seven years ago, I'd say. Was it after a school sports day? It was after school sports day. It was gloriously sunny day. And just to, you know, purely to paint the picture, but I'd come first in the dad race. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is a very important detail to mention. And... I hadn't. (laughs) I I think I came fifth in the second race. I I didn't really know you, but there was a kind of open invitation, uh, come to the pub. This is a key part of what this podcast is going to be. My life revolves around inviting people to the pub. And so that was one great example. We finished school sports day. Most people had a picnic with their kids, went off to celebrate their medals. I spent that picnic time going around to certain dads to see whether they would come to the closest pub, which is the Rose and Crown to the athletics track, because it would be a good idea for an afternoon session. Fortunately, I think I had about six or seven, including you, for the first time. Yeah, and I think that was the first gallon of the hundred. <laughs> it was we've the first together. gallon of the hundred. It was 15 days since my 40th, and I haven't had a drink in that time. When you told me about it, if I'm being really honest, now, now my reaction shouldn't really be much because you weren't saying to me you can't have a drink for a year. You know, you didn't say we can't go out again. But my main reaction was I was angry with you. I wasn't shocked. I was pissed off with you. And that got me. When we would say we're going to do this, we're going to examine the male drinking culture. We're going to examine whether it is healthy not to drink for a year, how it affects your, your, your social life, how it affects everything else. And then I started thinking about all the other times. Like, Say my brother comes to see me and he's driving. That annoys me because I know he can only have two parts. <laughs> I was thinking, and I tell you what, it goes further than that when I was thinking about it today. I even get angry with celebrities when they give up drink. <laughs> and I'll give you... That there is no chance you're going for a drink with them. <laughs> so I'll give you a perfect example. Mark Owen from Take That Fame used to live around here and I used to see him walking around. I think, you know what, maybe one day I'll be in the pub, <laughs> me and Mark get Chan, have a few drinks and it will be fun. You know, we'll be best friends because you're always good friends when you have a drink like we had. And then I saw a documentary, giving up drink because he was, you know, he'd been boozing too much. I remember being really cross with him, walking to a meeting, and someone said to me, well, you look in a bad mood. The bad mood was because Mark <laughs> Owen had given up drink, and the person who I've never met or spoke to wasn't ever... So Mark Owen stopped me now and said, do you want a coffee? I'd be, no, I don't want a coffee, you Mark. You've let yourself down. So I was thinking, to be my friend, do you have to drink? I've got someone who I class one of my best friends in all the world, but can you still be my friend if you don't drink? Am I that shallow that I... It's not just you giving up and your effect. What's the effect on me? And another thing I'd add to it is we do a lot of two-ball drinks out. Say there were six of us, it's not so bad. 
I just won't talk to the bloke who's not drinking. <laughs> I, I just I put him at the other end of the so table. So good to know. Put him at the other end of the table and leave him alone. But me and you go out on our own quite a lot. We've had a lot of nights out. But what will happen when the two of us go out now? You know, we have had a planning meeting in this same mm-hmm. venue last night. Six or seven pints each. Yours were non-alcoholic? Mine were non-alcoholic. And can I just point out, I had a better time than you. <laughs> I, I know that no. because I said, do you want one more? And you said, I can't drink another one of these, when I would have quite happily had another pint. <sighs> so therefore, I am saying I had a better time than you. Yeah, uh, look, I, th- I think we're going to talk quite a lot about non-alcoholic drinks. We are. Over the coming weeks. I don't know if non-alcoholic lager is my go-to for the next year. I, you were very happy with it on your first two fights. On your third, it wasn't going down as well. The taste of it was sort of the taste that's in your mouth the next morning after a night out Which on the booth. you booze. wouldn't want to drink if you were in my mouth the next morning. I had that taste going home. So good. I don't know what I'm going to drink for the next so year. So I do think we need to explore is this puritanical street that seems to be pervading through society at the moment you know we've got dry january stoptober it seems to me that every month people are looking for what can i do to stop myself having a good time in february i'm not gonna laugh i'm it's joyless february <laughs> march i'm not watching match a day because i like match a day what why there's enough things to make me i can why? i can see fun free feb fun, uh, fun. <laughs> i'm just not laughing at anything Mardi what? March. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, I mean it, that's how it's going. I can understand if it was moderation March. So I'm not going to drink to excess. That's okay. I get that. But to make yourself, what can I do to stop myself having a laugh this month? Well, you've done it for a year, you div. Well, listen, you said moderation, and it's probably a good point to say. You're not doing I don't, moderation. I don't have to give up alcohol. I don't so, have any sort of bad relationship with alcohol. Okay, I'm that, not doing this because. I need to, or I'm worried about my health, or, you know, I feel like I'm not in any control. Which annoys me even more, because there are some people of our friends who do, and I won't mention them, but they could do to give up booze, because they do get them in a bad place. You don't. I've never seen you fall over drunk. I've never seen you fighting drunk. I've seen you merry drunk and having a laugh drunk. I've never seen you miss things because you've been drinking. There seems to be no reason. So to me, you're doing it. You've made a conscious decision for a year to be a bit sadder. And at this point, uh, obviously, that food came about five minutes ago. So we're just going to press pause. We're going to eat the food. (laughs) Uh, Pepperoni pizza and nachos, since you ask. No alcohol. (laughs) No alcohol. For him. I think it's time we talked about the rules of my not drinking. To me, the rules of not drinking is what it says on the tin. So I've got form in this area. A couple of years ago, I gave up Loves giving sugar. And then that was too easy, so added carbs to the mix. And at that point, actually, I excluded alcohol from being a sugar. Oh, the irony. And you have to, you have to come up with your own rules because you have to stick by them. And you, you have to kind of not feel guilty about the things you're doing and not doing. Am so, I allowed to question your rules? Who I mean, has final say <laughs> on the rules? Me? Does it have to be both of us saying it, or, or are you going to take the final as they're your rules? That is me backing out of my year off. <laughs> but do we both have to agree them? Or are you just going to ignore me and say they're my rules, I'm sticking to them? I'm happy, I to, give you, I'm happy to give you input. Uh, okay, a 49% share in this, in this uh, in the relationship. Rules. You're not allowed a veto. I think that's where I sit. So okay. first one, I don't think this is too controversial. Very low alcohol drinks, alternatives to alcohol, are allowed. Interestingly, and this only came up last night, I always presumed 
non-alcoholic drinks were non-alcoholic. You pointed out to me last night that the supreme non-alcoholic lager on tap in the Rosencrantz is 0.5% or something like that. Like Heineken is, is 0.0. That, that's what their non-alcoholic lager is called. But most of them, there is still a bit of alcohol in them. So I think for the purposes... How much alcohol is in mouthwash? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, you, kids are not alcohol? allowed to use it. Yeah, so is there alcohol in mouthwash? There's a bit. Is it a rule? I am allowed to use mouthwash. For <laughs> you the can next use point. mouthwash. Okay. Are we setting a level of alcohol in your drink, a trigger point, as it were, that above that is alcoholic, below it's not? What are we setting? Well, there's it? sort or of a jump, isn't there? There's, I mean, is 1.2% alcoholic? As far as I know, and that's there all are, beer there in aren't, America. There aren't, really, yeah, there aren't really drinks that are 1.2%. Low alcohol drinks are 0.2 0.5 and then there's a jump up to kind of three percent light beers which yeah. are three percent i haven't really seen anything in the middle so I'm, for me i'm happy with that as a rule can we take sub one percent is okay i think sub one percent is acceptable it may even make you more interesting if you drink <laughs> enough of it so anything that makes you have some alcohol in you i'm happy with rule number one sub one percent is okay it's okay not controversial no, no. okay number two I would feel like an idiot toasting someone at a wedding with half a Diet Coke. I'm not sure why. Can I toast, no. at least toast, <laughs> Why? with a glass of bubbles? I mean, what will happen is if you're struggling, you'll end up every Saturday going to weddings. <laughs> weddings and bar, you know, anyone just turning up. I mean, I'm 40. All of my good friends are already married. They've all had their kids. OK, can I ask a question? If you're... Here's to the bride and good. Wait, are we having a sip or are you smashing that down in one? <laughs> if you're toasting it... And I'm not even pouring it out the bottle. <laughs> and if you're smashing it down in one, no. If you're toasting it for convention's sake and you sip and that's it, that rest of the glass, though, that's gone. Yeah, OK, I'm not finishing the glass. That's fine. All right, OK. If you finish the glass, you're out, gone. This is the one I know you're going to have umbrage with. <laughs> I think I'm allowed a drink if I'm on holiday abroad. No. <laughs> That's not giving up alcohol for the year. How many holidays are you planning? Does it include weekends away? Are you going to extend it to, I'm gone to Wales? I think it has to be overseas. So look, I'm going to Valencia in three weeks' time. And it's the home of Paella. Paella is great paired with a glass of red wine. I quite like a glass of red wine with my Paella. Okay, so immediately my point about giving up stuff and why it's silly has come to fruition. You're right, Paella as steak is, with a glass of red wine, is very good. But you've chosen to give that up because you think it's good. You can't then do it. Then you'll drink it three weeks. You could have 20 bottles of red and then come back. It's, it's, I mean, it's like I'm refreshed. I, don't, I haven't missed it at all. All right. I'd be willing to take a cap on drinks abroad. It's your rules. My, my <laughs> view on this is no drinking abroad. You're giving up... This is, as much as it can be, has to be a scientific experience. We have to get to the end of this and sit down in a podcast and say, how did it go? How was it? When were the tough bits? Well, the tough bit's not going to be after six weeks' time because you've just had about six bottles of red in the sunshine. So, yeah, I, did, you well, know, I found March and April really easy. Of course you did. You just had a drink. When I wasn't having sugar and I wasn't having carbs, we went to Rome. And I did a week in Rome where I didn't touch a bowl of pasta. I didn't touch pizza. I didn't have an ice cream on a week in Rome. Jesus. I 
think if I can do a week in Rome with See, no this pizza, is my I point. can do I can do a weekend in Valencia without a glass. I mean, of that's my point. You went to Rome, the home of pasta and nice restaurants, and you just made it a bit more miserable for yourself. I had a lovely time, and do you know what? I you was, were hungry, I was really a, hungry the no, entire time. Well, I mean, you know, the effects of the no sugar, I think, possibly will come back to. But I wasn't drinking at all, and I was up at dawn, and I'd done a 10k run before everyone that's else was out not, of bed most that's mornings. That's not a holiday. It was brilliant. But that's not a holiday. No, it's fantastic. I've got some. I'll show you the pictures later of I me running around the Colosseum. Uh, okay, look. So where you, are we on this? I would say no for that. That's 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 my stance on that. No, what you do has got to be in your own conscience. But if you do want to swindle the whole thing, that's fine. I won't be di- angry. I'll be disappointed. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. All right. How about this? How about we throw some Jeopardy into this? I have the option of one drink when I'm in Valencia, and you'll find out when I come back whether I took it or not. I like it. Okay? I like it. I'm thinking, knowing you, that you're not going to take it. I think you'll get there and you'll think, he's going to give me so much crap when I come back, I'm not taking a drink. It's up to you. Your own conscience has to deal with this. Do you know what? I'm getting an insight into your parenting doing this. Do you want to be a fraud or do you want to be authentic? And only you can answer that question. Find out when I come back from Valencia in a few weeks' time. And then, look. This is my, this is, I've seen what you've written down. I like this. And funny enough, this morning, lying in bed, I had a thought about this. I went to write down that I'm giving up alcohol for the next 365 days. Yep. And then it occurred to me, it's a leap year. It's a leap year. Which is bad planning on my part, if you're going to give up drink for a year. But it does open up the question as to what to do with the 29th of February. Or is my... Do you get a day back somewhere? Yeah, like, can I choose which day? Okay, I'm giving can... up alcohol for 365 I... out of the <clears throat> next year. Can I give my view on this? I agree with you. A year is 365 days. If the powers are going to be a willy-nilly going to lob an extra day in, that's not your fault. This is what I think should happen. On the 29th of February, what day is the 29th of February? Do you know what day is? Because it's important to this. It is. What does 29th fall on? Oh, it's a Saturday. Okay, this makes it even better. <laughs> on the 29th of February, yep. not only can you drink, but you have to drink <laughs> on that day. And a we year's ha- worth, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have to drink. We have a nice lunch. We record it, yeah? <laughs> we record it and we put it out and it shows just how much more fun we have when you're boozing to when you're not boozing. Because we're going to go to all these places we're going to talk Am about. Am I allowed we, to move my trip to Valencia? <laughs> when's your trip to Valencia? It's not, it's before that. 29th is a free day. It didn't exist last year. It doesn't exist next year. So we can't, I can't hold you to it. I don't think you can pick and choose, you know, I'll have two hours here, two hours there. I think you've got to take the 29th and it's on a Saturday, which couldn't be better. It's almost like I planned it. It's a free day, but, but you have to be taken on that day. That day doesn't exist in the real world. It's stupid. They should get rid of leap years. I don't understand them. If you don't use it on that day, you lose it. How about instead? <laughs> How about I just finish a day early? <laughs> I've just realised you're going to go through Christmas, aren't you? And New Year. Although I had a dry New Year this year. I drank on Christmas Day, but I had a dry New Year. I am not averse to you finishing a day early because it's 365. I think that's acceptable. I think for comedy value alone, <laughs> using it to have a booze 
that's a day that's being given to you by the powers that be, and you have therefore it's to make the most of it. It's my celestial right. It's your <laughs> celestial right to get smashed on leap year the 29th. <laughs> They've even kindly put it on a Saturday. So, you know, we'll both be free. We can spend all day drinking heavily. You'll probably be out of practice. I'll go a little bit longer. And, and see how you feel about it. All right, I'm going to make a call on the leap year. I think this is just because it's within my usual pious nature. I think I'm going to also not drink on the 29th of February. I'm going to spend until then trying to persuade you. <laughs> you know, genuinely thinking about the year ahead and how it's going to go. I think these are some of the things we have to discuss over the next few episodes. One is what exactly I am going to drink instead of beer. Difficult. Because... As, as we've already mentioned, we came out last night and I had an alcohol-free beer. It was okay. Like, habitually, it felt right. It was it in a pint right. glass. It, it looked right, and you yeah. got it out of a tap. I would be interested to taste other alcohol-free beers. I think I've had two now. Well, look, Mark Owen drinks. I mean, very quickly, we should have named this podcast, What Would Mark Owen Do? <laughs> um, I haven't mentioned yet, but like this is my job. I make podcasts for a living. <laughs> so I have to go home now and Google Mark Owen's drinking to check that he has given up alcohol. Definitely given up alcohol. And if he hasn't, I have to cut all this out. He's definitely... No, you don't. You just say you were wrong. <laughs> he's, not, he's definitely given up alcohol. Sure of it. Uh, okay. So yeah, you're right, though. What do you drink? Because, okay, if I go to the pub and I'm driving, I don't... I, I mean, I've never had an alcoholic. It doesn't feel right to me. If I'm going to have a drink, I'm having a drink. Diet Coke, I don't mind a Diet Coke, but I like maybe one well, You can't can. drink six pints of Diet no. Coke. For me, one of the questions would be, if I was in, how do you stay in the pub for the usual time? Say we get there at eight and we leave at half eleven. How do you stay there that long and have a drink during that I mean, period? I think we've previously said, obviously not on a podcast, but to each other, that coffee machines in pubs should be banned. So yep. I genuinely don't know. I mean, there are a lot of alternatives increasingly pubs are trying to cater for people who aren't drinking. So we walked in here last night, I was quite surprised, so you have all the taps at the front of your bar, so you've got your lagers, your Australias, you've got your, your, your old scrope bitters that, that <laughs> people sniff and I don't particularly like them, but people do. And they had on the tap a big sign saying, dry January here, looked like a normal beer, had the same branding as a normal beer, was pulled like a normal beer, and I can see that. It may make it easier to do. I don't want to drink it, but it was... Although, to be fair, you had a taste of mine, and it, it, it was okay. it's all right. It was okay, I, I, and I could... You I, could drink a half of it and not yeah, really but you, notice. you were struggling after four, and I think that to last fair, one... I'd be struggling after four of anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is an issue. What do you drink? Well, one thing, and I know we're going to go and try and visit them, at home we got over Christmas uh, something called Small Gin, which is 40% alcoholic gin, but it's over-flavoured, so you only need a thimble of it. And because you're only having a thimble of it in a gin and tonic... Percentage? 0.2. Underneath the trigger level. So I can have those guilt-free at home. I'm absolutely happy with that. It tastes like a gin and tonic. That's absolutely fine. But I'm not going to get those in any pub. You'd have to bring your own gin. Yeah, and I think they they sort of frown on you bringing your own drinks. So that is a question. We will have to look at that. Because one of the things you get on this is, if you stop drinking, do you just stop going out? That's another one of the questions. I'm assuming I'm still going to get invited out. Because genuinely, if I had a friend who wasn't drinking, or if I had a friend who had said they you know, needed to not drink for a bit, the Don't last thing I would out. do was invite them out to the pub. No. 
So that's why I'm keen for just everybody to know I don't have a problem drinking. You're still allowed to invite me out. I don't mind being in a pub. I don't mind having a night out. I just don't want to drink for a bit. Are you a waste of a seat at the table, though? Are you taking up valuable time that someone else could be inputting better into my night? You see, I don't think pubs are the problem there. I think it's things like... You know, we're both quite middle class. Dinner so we, parties. We both get invited round to people's houses for dinner. A dinner party. I'm difficult. definitely getting less invites this year. Of course you will. If you think at a dinner party, you drink far more than you do in the pub. It's quite concentrated. You're drinking wine. It's going down. Although sometimes at those parties, they will invite like the children round to play in the next room. I think I'm still allowed to go in there, <laughs> but I, I'm certainly not allowed to sit around the dinner table. Because I come back to that point, that, and I'm being really honest here. When people say I'm not drinking, I'm like, oh, why, why are you doing that to me? Why are you making my nights less good? I'm not saying it is less good. I'm just saying that's my natural reaction. Absolutely. And I think that says more about me and maybe male drinking culture than it does about people giving up. I think there is certain something you need to look on that and say, it's a pressure on because, you know, no one supported you when you said it. No one said, well done, mate. It's good to have a day off. I got absolutely as much support as I was expecting to get. It will be interesting if you do still get invited out. When people are saying there's three or four of us going out, they go, well, Jeff's not drinking. I'll leave him off this. Yeah. Or if it's going to be a particularly booty all dayer. Here's an example. Well, the Say thing we're is- going to watch the rugby or we're going to watch football. And it's a two o'clock meet and it's going to be all afternoon and crack on until everyone says I can't drink anymore because we're all getting a bit too old. Do you get invited off that? because that's a very long session that's going to be in round. What do you do about rounds? I don't know. There's a politics of the pub. I skipped one last night, didn't I? Yeah. You got two in a I row. Got two. <laughs> because at that point, I wasn't drinking any more of the alcohol-free beer. But if you are drinking Coke, we had a night out here, start of January. I'd already... I was sort of halfway between drinking and not drinking. And I think I drank like three pints of Coke... <laughs> And a pint of alcohol-free beer over the whole night. But I still got a round in. And there must have been 20 people in that night. I think my round cost about 35, 40 quid. So I paid 40 quid for three Cokes yeah. and a pint of alcohol-free well, beer. What's the politics of that? Can you sit out? Is that just my punishment for not <laughs> drinking this year? It's going to be an expensive year for what I actually it's drink. It's a difficult one. Do you, do you put your hand up at the start and say, look, everyone, I want you to include me in your round. There's only £1.80 <laughs> or something, but I'm not getting one back. I think morally, I'm like, I still don't mind getting a round in, but I'm going to cap it at one. I'm not getting multiple rounds in if I'm not drinking. And the other thing is, see, I remember, this was before we had that night out in the Bedford. And you were driving, I believe. Yeah. And you turned up and said, I'm not drinking. And people still bought you pints. Oh, God, I think three (laughs) times I was like, I'll have a Diet Coke. And then someone would go, here's a pint, don't be stupid. (laughs) And what do you do if that happens? Last year, I had a couple, my two allocated pints and drove home. Obviously, I won't be doing that this year. It'll be literally no thank you. But then the day after my 40th, I got into work and my boss came over and put like a bottle on my desk and went, you know, happy birthday. <laughs> I had to go, I'm not drinking. I'm not, I'm not drinking. And bless him. He went, I'll take that back and I'll get you something more appropriate. And I guess that just has to what be my answer. You? Well, I mean, at time of recording, nothing yet. But, uh, <laughs> so, well, I do just have to have to say no, but it says more about other people than that says about me. It's a massive thing, that. Are you good company when you're sober? The answer is yes. You are good company. I like going out with you. The question should be, are you good company to drunk people? Yeah. Uh, is sober Jeff as funny and as entertaining to pissed Matt and his friends as he is when I'm sober? It's a different crowd. 
Well, it's just something people are conscious of. And I think they're conscious of it from a... You're looking more. Like, if there's someone who is drinking but isn't really bringing it that night, you don't notice it. But if there's someone who's not drinking and isn't proving entertaining, it's because they're not drinking. And I think the other thing is people don't want to be judged if you're drinking you want to know that everyone else is drinking yeah. and what goes on tour stays on tour I don't want, yeah. whereas if someone is not drinking everybody is conscious of the fact that they are going home and they are telling their wife everything they saw tonight and you've got the moral high ground too yeah and you don't want that when you're in a pub no no one wants me on my soapbox for the <laughs> next 12 months which is basically why we're doing this podcast as this, I, this is my out there can I just say the next one you've written is bad company when drunk if you're sober, I'd say I'm funnier when I'm drunk. If you took South London top five, top five <laughs> most entertaining people when drunk in South London, could be top ten in, the, in London. You know people who think they're really good fun when they're drunk but actually aren't, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Off air, we'll check. I think they're the <laughs> yeah, same people. We but We'll find out. We'll find out over the next 12 months. And look, the last two questions that we will definitely talk about at some point, what are the actual benefits of being sober? Genuinely... I would like to know if doing this for 12 months has any actual lasting benefit. Okay, I've, I've got a... Um, well, I'll tell you what, I will, I will find it. I downloaded an app the other day which promises to tell me how much money I'm saving. Not if you're buying rounds for everyone, it's not. <laughs> well, no, this reckons so far this month I've saved over 100 quid, which in the first 15 days, which given that I was here last night drinking non-alcoholic pints of lager. <laughs> and I you're in the question. pub the next day. There could be a financial impact. I think there has to be a health impact. Okay, this is what I want to look at. Two things on this. Is there a health impact? Is there a health benefit on giving up alcohol for a year? Is that any different from someone who decides to drink in moderation for a year? Will you be any better than that person who's done it in moderation? So they've still got the fun. They're not miserable all year. They've just miserable a little bit in between. Secondly, going to the pub. So I'm just going to interject here. We've been on our own in the <laughs> pub garden for the last half an hour. Uh, and at this point, two people have come in. And as this is the first episode, it's made us slightly self-conscious <laughs> that we're sat here with mics on stands and, uh, and talking about okay, how Okay, so my thing would be... We, we may to have to whisper for the rest of the episode. Going to the pub is so important to me in terms of having fun, enjoying myself good mental health I'm happier when I'm in a pub I don't drink at home particularly because it doesn't feel the same way to me so what feels good to me is having a, having a drink in the pub with friends so giving up that would that affect my mental health badly is the enjoyment that I would lose offset by the health I would get that's what I want to know because I'm generally happiest with a bunch of lads having a drink in the pub Obviously not when I'm with my family, but I you know on things like, <laughs> I must put that one in. But for me, if someone's asking me what do you want to do socially, there's nothing I like more. I love pubs. I love the atmosphere in pubs. I love having a drink in pubs. And I'm not talking about getting smashed every night. I'm not talking about the roller. I'm talking about maybe going out five or six pints or four or five pints over a period of time with a bunch of mates and having a giggle, having a laugh. That doesn't work for me when I'm at home having a can or having a drink. I, I don't get that. So would taking that away... Does that have a negative effect on mental health? So is there something that says, by not drinking for a year, it actually has a negative effect on my health rather than a positive? I'd love to know that. Well, because we we are very different drinkers anyway. And although we've spent a lot of time drinking together, I think when we're apart, our drinking is actually really very different. You don't really drink at home? Never. Don't ever drink at home unless it is a dinner party. 
the reason you drink when you're out is actually it's the culture, it's Cultural, the people social. you're with. That's where you get yeah. your enjoyment. The buzz from the beer and the social stuff is what gets me going on it. That's why I'm a higher class of drinker than you anyway. <laughs> Just higher class uh, of me. <laughs> so, you know, I will have a, a gin and tonic at home, although I'm late to tonic. I do like wine. You know, I have bought wine and waited 10 years for it to arrive. That Should have paid for next day delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you were giving up booze for a year, the pub would be your major concern. Yeah. For me, the pub is probably fourth on my list. What's your I top? think I worry more about missing drinking when I'm at home. And that will be that kind of... How much of, do you drink out Not massive amounts, but like Friday night. Worried about Friday it. night, we would probably both have a couple of gin and tonics okay. because it's Friday night. Sunday night would tend to be, you know, a couple of glasses of red wine so with dinner. my wife, she'll have a glass of... She, I mean, she's a very low drinker. She will have a glass of wine. I think she enjoys that at the end. Of, I never do that. I do, so I will definitely miss that. I've already sort of covered going to other people's houses. I think that's going to be an issue. And it then, won't be. And then actually... And that won't be an issue. No, because I won't be there. <laughs> I'm not inviting you. And then, yeah, oddly enough, the one that I woke up this morning going, oh, what have I done, is my in-laws. Like, my in-laws drink with, with most meals. And when I'm round there, it's just going to be a really weird thing of saying no thank you for an entire year. Like, I've never been round at their house and not had a drink. I think I did once, but I was really ill. <laughs> and even, even then it was offered. So there's a lot of questions. Obviously, we've got two options here. We can either become experts in alcohol consumption and answer these questions ourselves, or we can basically go and find people who've got the answers. I think the answer is to find people. Okay, I have lined up for the next episode that we go down the road to Ballam, where there is a gin distillery, Heyman's Gin, one of the oldest gin distillers in London. I mentioned earlier they do the small gin, which I've started having of a Friday night. Basically, I want to find out why they made that. They're a successful gin company. They must be seeing a trend of people wanting to drink less or drink more responsibly that they are trying to fill a gap in the market. So if it's all right with you, we'll go out for a couple of gins in the next episode. Can I ask some probing questions? Well, I think that's sort of the point, is that Good. we'll go to people and we'll ask questions. I do have to mention something else that came up in the planning meeting yeah. last night. We were talking about some places we might go yeah. and find some of these answers. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, pub culture and people who were the real centre of pub culture. Yeah. And you casually dropped into the conversation, <laughs> why don't we have Guy Ritchie on the podcast? I've He's got... a mate of mine. <laughs> wow. God, I've met him a few times. <laughs> and he has a pub up in London. Yeah, I think I knew that bit. I'd have six pints and I about that when I said it, but you know, <laughs> I, I have met him a few times. So I did a podcast for The Guardian last year where we had a little photo of Michael Atherton next to one of the chairs and one of the microphones for the entire summer, going at some point he'll come on and be a guest. <laughs> the last show, we had to ring him up, get him on the podcast. 20 seconds later, his phone cut out and that was it. What I'm saying is, is Guy Ritchie actually going to come on this podcast or is he our Michael Atherton? It could be your Michael Atherton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since I saw him, but, you know, I have met him a couple of times and I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. It feels like if we just, if we just mention Guy Ritchie and Mark Owen in every podcast, eventually they have to come on. I think it's build it and they will come. So that's just about it for this podcast. Uh, we're going to finish our Diet Coke. So listen, thanks for, thanks for listening. Is it... Is it really cheesy to finish the episode? Like, cheers. Yes. Okay. Cheers, back. Cheers. Wet and Dry is a half-assed production presented by Matt and Jeff. It was recorded on location at the Rose and Crown pub, home of the two-for-one Monday night pizza. We're not sponsored by them. 
We're just trying to sound professional.